I'm Tisha Bader and in the news, a long awaited homecoming for over 200 Olim, new immigrants from Ethiopia who arrived in Israel this past Wednesday, part of the country's mission to continue to bring Ethiopian Jews and family members of those already in Israel home to the Jewish state. Many of those who arrived at Ben Gurion Airport on Wednesday have been waiting for years even decades to reunite with their loved ones. Well, CEO and president of the Jewish Federations of North America, Eric Fingerhut, was part of the mission. He spent time in Gondar, one of the main holding camps in Ethiopia, and accompanied the Aliyah flight back to Israel. And he joins us now from New York. Eric, thank you so much. Thank you, Tisha. It's great to be with you. This was just days ago, Eric, so I'm sure you're exhausted. And I can only imagine from the pictures, from the video, that this was a very emotional, very dramatic journey. Can you tell us a little bit about your time in Gondar and then on the flight back to Israel? Sure. Well, first of all, it is uh, really an amazing community, uh, very close-knit. As you said, they uh, first-degree relatives of people mostly who've already made Aliyah, have been wanting to reunite. Uh, and uh, regardless of, you know, halachic status, they're clearly, uh, you know, uh, identifying practice Jewishly. We attended a beautiful shacharit service uh, one morning with nearly a thousand people. Uh, the, uh, but the, the, uh, we also saw the history of the great uh, uh, moments of Aliyah from Ethiopia, Operation Moses, Operation Solomon, the routes that the uh, those who were smuggled out of Ethiopia through Sudan took. It's very emotional uh, and, uh, and really uh, can't help but make you proud of our Jewish state, the state of Israel, and our Jewish communities across North America that have supported this work uh, for decades. And I know that part of this mission was not just to bring the Olim to Israel, but also to really get a sense of what the needs were and are on the ground in Gondar. What are some of the things that you found there that maybe surprised you or you, you didn't know about? Yeah, well, first of all, I really do want to uh, praise the work of our partners, the Jewish Agency for Israel, that is responsible for helping implement this government decision to bring 3,000 more, uh, you know, working with the families to get all the uh, documents uh, in order, get the flights and get people to, uh, to uh, Aliyah. But on the ground, uh, there's also uh, humanitarian needs, uh, you know, people who have been wanting to make Aliyah, uh, you know, the economically are struggling and uh, medicine and uh, other humanitarian needs. Uh, and also, uh, there's violence in the country. There's a civil war, um, and uh, it's actually gotten worse recently. We met with the American Charged Affairs there, the United States, who said, frankly, the federal government of Ethiopia doesn't really control the entire country. Um, and uh, we traveled with armed guards everywhere we went. So you can imagine what the security needs are on the ground. Uh, we also are proud through the Jewish Federations of North America to support the um, uh, the struggle to uh, save uh, Ethiopian Jews, which is a nonprofit that works on the ground to provide the security and humanitarian needs. And we also support that work as well. So Eric, give us some examples of what it was like, just some of the people you met, some of those who have been 
as I mentioned, many of whom have been waiting for decades in Gondar. In fact, there's a picture on uh, Twitter from federations or from the Jewish agency of a young man who was born in Gondar. He's now, I believe, 27 or 28 years old, just got to Israel, was born in that holding camp. So his entire life has been there, which is remarkable. Um, What is the kind of, what are some of the things you heard from people? Well, you know, I I have to tell you, this is, and I'm so glad we did this right before the Rosh Hashanah holidays begin. Uh, If you want to be uplifted, this was the way to do it. The despite the hardships that they've been living in, despite which I just, which I spoke about, despite the uh, length of time uh, that they've been waiting, uh, it was an enormously joyful uh, experience. The the experience of of finally getting on this plane was like a celebration. They were dressed in their very best clothes, whether it was Ethiopian clothes or or many of them bought Western clothes uh, and. Uh, and it really, people, as they were getting on the plane, our group was cheering. They were waving and cheering and singing. And this is the fulfillment of a lifetime dream. And for those of us who are Zionists and who are who just revel and marvel in the rebirth of the Jewish state, and um, to see people with such love of Zion and such love of the state of Israel and so eager to begin their lives there, uh, it was really uplifting. And so you mentioned, you know, young men and women in their teens, early 20s, who've been waiting really their whole lives and and I and can't wait to enroll in schools and training programs and Ulpan and you know to be able to to, to start their lives. Uh, there are there were many, many young children, babies and and you know three, four, five year olds who probably won't remember uh, uh, you know Ethiopia, but will grow up Israeli, you know, you walk down the aisles of the plane and uh, our members of our group brought stickers and candy, you know, the kinds of things you play with little kids, uh, the universal, uh, you know, universal efforts uh, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to, to entertain kids. But you're looking and say, you know, which one of these young children is going to be the next great scholar, the next great businessman, the next great uh, uh, political leader, the prime minister of Israel could be on this plane, you know, 40 years from now. It was it's so moving. And the and it was really uplifting. Uh, and again, I, I just can't say how proud we are that that uh, you know. Of course, we're proud that Israel brings uh, these olim to the Jewish state, but proud that the Jewish communities of the world and the Jewish community of North America, in partnership with the Jewish Agency for Israel, so proud that we play a role in making this happen. Absolutely, and we do have some video. You mentioned attending um, a morning prayer service in Gundar. And there was also the singing of Israel's national anthem, Hatikva. We want to play that for you now.
incredibly moving, Eric. And there's a quote you said, I want to just read it. Um, you wrote, the true heroes of the Ethiopian Aliyah are the Olim themselves, who have waited so long for this moment, yet never lost Hatikva, which is the name of Israel's national anthem, the hope that they would one day reach the land of Israel. It, it really is astounding that for decades, and you know, this place they've never been to, this place that they have dreamed of, the state of Israel, um, they are so committed to the, the Jewish history, the Jewish people, and have gone through, as you said, such hardship, and yet they have sustained this deep, profound connection for so many decades, so many years. What, what do you account that for? Well, I uh, I believe in uh, you know, I believe that that there is a a deep historical connection. I believe that all Jews are connected to each other, um, and they have felt this draw to Zion. I, I it's I, I don't know uh, what else to say that 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 but the the spirit was so so uplifting, um, and not not any casting of blame. You know why did it take so long? Just an eagerness to go and to build their lives uh, and be part of the Jewish people and part of uh, part of the Jewish state. I, I suppose Tisha, it's the same reason why uh, Jews for the millennia uh, you know recite in our prayers uh, our hope for the rebuilding of of Jerusalem and the rebuilding of. Uh, of the Jewish state of Bnei Yerushalayim, Mirakodesh Bimei Rabbi Amenu, right? This is what we say, uh, you know, uh, all the time, and uh, and and we're witnessing it, and we get to be a part of it, uh, whether it's that we choose to move there or whether we just travel there and uh, and uh, do business there or have family. You know, I can get on a plane and go to Israel anytime I want, uh, but uh, but but these uh, wonderful wonderful Olim uh, had to wait uh, for all the processes of government and all the processes uh, of, uh, you know, the world to move forward. And, and we're, I'm, they're going to be such contributors to Israel and to the Jewish people. Uh, it's really a historic moment. And it really is so moving, as you said, to it, that, that celebratory feeling that you spoke about, it, it is palpable. I mean, just watching the videos, it was just so inspiring. And I loved you talk about what will these children become? Who will these teenagers become? And Panina Tamano Shata, of course, the Israel's minister of Aliyan absorption, was rescued in the 80s as a small child. And here she is, a minister for the state of Israel, an incredible figure, an inspiring figure. And I love what she said in that welcome ceremony. She spoke about I really believe we are one tribe. This is not a tribe of Israel. This is not one kind of Jew. We are one people. And she was just filled with so much, you could see it, so much pride and so much hope in that moment. And it was just a really beautiful thing to see. You know, she's, she's an outstanding leader. And you're right, it's exactly right. that When you see uh, uh, Minister Tamano Shata representing the government of Israel, the minister, she's the first highest ranking you know, minister. There've been others in Knesset, but she's the, uh, the first minister of government responsible for Aliyah and absorption. And I know she feels so deeply. And in many ways, this Aliyah is to her great credit that she helped move the government processes forward that made it happen. And you're right, she's a total inspiration. But I have to say, we have 
Look, we have shlichim on, on college campuses in America who came from Ethiopia when they were young and grew up in Israel and served in the IDF and are now are on college campuses, uh, you know, talking, teaching about the state of Israel, defending the state of Israel, um, you know, when they need to. Uh, at the Jewish Agency, uh, a number of the professionals who came with us to uh, Ethiopia themselves had made Aliyah when they were when they were young. One of them had been part of the march across the desert to Sudan. Uh, it's really just uh, the, the, we're unlocking the potential, uh, you know, of the future. But, you know, you talked about having uh, Minister Tamano Shata speak and welcome them and say we're all one people. So then then after that, you have uh, Carolyn Gitlin, the chair of our National Women's Philanthropy, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, together with Lauren Bannerman, the co-chair of our National Young Leadership Cabinet of the Jewish Federations, stand up together and say, you are our brothers and sisters. Now, if you are touched by, uh, you know, Jewish communal leaders from Hartford, Connecticut and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, standing up uh, at Ben Gurion Airport, welcoming 215 only from Ethiopia and saying, you are our brothers and sisters, then, then you've got a heart stone, right? You, you, it, has, it, it has to melt you. Absolutely. And Eric, I would imagine that you know, you've worked for Jewish causes your your entire adult life, I believe. You were at Hillel before federations. I can only imagine what it felt like for you to, you know, you 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 work for these causes and for the benefit of the Jewish people and for bringing Jews from all over the world that are in peril, but to actually be there indeed and to be there physically must have had a profound effect on you it's, personally, it's I would imagine. It, it is indeed. And of course, I'm so proud to, and privileged, uh, you know, to be in the position that I'm in uh, working with the Jewish Federations of North America, but what really, and partnering with the Jewish Agency, but, and the government of Israel, but, but, but really, it's the reason I do this work is, is that I believe in community, you know, we're, we're communal people, we, we operate the best when we operate collectively. We don't live on mountaintops. We don't live, uh, you know, on Walden Pond. We 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 pray as a community. We we mourn as a community. We celebrate as a community, and we act collectively. This is the result of collective action. This wasn't one person's initiative. Minister Tamano Shata was important, but so was the Jewish Agency. So was the donors in North America. So were the people in in Ethiopia who kept their communities tight and organized uh, and together all these years. This is a collective act. Uh, and that's, to me, what makes it so powerful. You know, we're coming up on the high holidays. And when we say our uh, confessions and when we say our prayers, we're going to we're going to pray collectively. Right. We uh, are responsible uh, one for another. And uh, and so that's what's so moving to me is to see the power of the collective in action. Uh, you know, people like to joke about Jewish community. We've got so many organizations and the alphabet soup of Jewish organizations. But this is why, because you can you 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 can accomplish things collectively that you could never do on your own. It's why we've survived for four thousand years, and it's why here we are today in this miraculous time in Jewish history with the strong state, sovereign state, Jewish state about to celebrate its seventy fifth uh, you know anniversary of independence strong, making peace with its neighbors in the Gulf, uh, you know, bringing uh, tech, on the cutting edge of technology and bringing uh, Olim uh, from uh, Ethiopia to uh, to become part of the country. It's, it's a miraculous time. I feel blessed to be a part of it. Absolutely. 
And let's talk a bit about the, the Aliyah process, because as federations and the Jewish agency, they speak about this is just the beginning, right? This is a process. These 209 Olim, and there have were others that came earlier this year, and there will be more uh, coming soon. It's an integration process. It's not an easy thing for anyone, whether you're coming from an English-speaking country and you've perhaps uh, had more um, you know, benefit of Jewish education or what have you, to if you're coming from Ukraine or from Poland or from Ethiopia. It is a challenging time and it, it can really be very, very difficult. What what are you seeing and what are no. you hoping for down the so, road? For so first of all, you're you're exactly right. And um, we've talked about the, you know, the Ethiopia experience and the flights, but we haven't yet in this conversation uh, spoken about the efforts that are made by the government, by our partners, the Jewish agency, and with our support uh, at absorption. There are now five absorption centers open uh, welcoming the Ethiopian Olim who've come over this last couple of years. Um, and, and that's where most of these uh, who came with us on this flight will go to initially, where they'll learn Hebrew and, and, and socialize into, you know, into the culture. Um, and eventually, of course, uh, enroll in courses and, uh, and, and pursue careers. And it takes time. You know, we in the, most of the North American Jewish community is only two or three generations away uh, from being immigrants ourselves. I, myself, my mother and father were both first generation born in this country. My, both my grandparents came from, uh, came from Eastern Europe. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, and we know that, you know, sometimes first generation immigrants take off. We saw many uh, examples of that. Sometimes it takes two, even three generations, uh, you know, to fully integrate into society. But if you go to if you if you view any of the army ceremonies, or if you view if you look at the graduation uh, uh, ceremonies in in the universities uh, in Israel, or if you uh, you know uh, other other signs of where where the society where the assimilation into into society, you'll you'll see the diversity of the state, and you'll know that that's truly promising uh, for uh, uh, for the future. And there are services in place, as you said, to help in those challenges along the way. Um, and it, it does take time. And uh, the state of Israel is is committed. This is part of Operation Sur Israel. We should mention the Rock of Israel and this restarting of flights. Um, as you mentioned, oh. Panina Tamano Shata, very active in getting this off the ground again. There was a lot right. of red tape to go through, a lot of bureaucracy. Um, that things were on hold for quite a long time. So this is part of this kind of renewal to let's right. get these and, people to Israel. And and really, you're you're right to emphasize the absorption. And of course, look, Israel's not perfect, and the services aren't perfect. Um, uh, and we can always do better, and we need to do better. It is a long process. It takes time. Uh, but uh, after uh, we we landed on Wednesday with the New Olim, and on Thursday we visited one of the. Uh, absorption centers just to see how it's going at Kiryat Gat, uh, which, by the way, was a partnership with our great Jewish Federation of, of Chicago that helped build Kiryat, the absorption center there in Kiryat Gat. And um, the, uh, you know, we met with uh, some who've been there two weeks and some have been there a year. Uh, and uh, and you really could see, you know, both the progress that, that people are making and that it's, that it's going to be challenging, right? That it's a you know that it's a it's a really a, a very big cultural uh, uh, you know change from from where they grew up, 
but uh, I, I feel very, very confident uh, that, uh, that, that this is going to be, you know, like, uh, so, like the Russian Jews were, this is going to be a major uh, benefit uh, to Israeli society uh, in every way, culturally, economically, uh, and certainly uh, in terms of strengthening the, the soul and the relationships of the Jewish people. And what is the ultimate goal of this mission? Is there sort of a, a time frame? I know that the government said they were hoping to bring a total of 3,000 um, Ethiopians who've been waiting in Gondar um, to Israel. So what is the time frame we're looking at now? Yeah, so the original plan was 18 months to bring these 3,000. Um, of course, COVID, you know, the rise and fall of it uh, changed the time schedule a little bit. So I, I'm not sure exactly where we are in terms of the the time window, but but we've been you know having in our minds the three thousand, um, and we're well on our way. I think halfway or more towards that. Um, the um, uh, there are more that would like to come and that we would like to bring. Uh, I think uh, we had hoped that there might be another government decision on it imminently. Of course, now uh, we now have an Israeli election coming up, so it'll take a while before the government forms. But certainly, it's our hope that after the government. A new government is formed that will be able to uh, to bring uh, you know additional uh, lists and additional names of people that that the government will want to approve to join us in Israel. Well, I just want to extend on behalf of all of us our, our thanks to you, to the Jewish Agency Federations, and to the State of Israel for it's it's a lot to make this happen. I can only imagine on this scale going to Gondar, spending the time, seeing, learning about the history of this community who is just incredible, um, dealing with challenges on the ground, bringing them back to Israel, and then continuing the journey with them. And it's such a beautiful reminder, as you said, just before the high holidays, that we are one people, that we may look different, we may speak different language, languages, we may come from different places. And it's also a beautiful reminder of, as you said, the joy and celebration that these Olim felt coming to Israel, not something that, is, that they take for granted for a moment. And as you said, Israel's not perfect, it has its challenges, and we can all sort of forget about that incredible connection we all have and the incredible dream of the Jewish state being a reality. So it's, it's really just a, a lovely reminder on so many levels. You know, Tisha, it, it really, I, the timing couldn't have been uh, more perfect as we were leaving, you know, we knew we were going back to our own homes for Rosh Hashanah. And I was, I was thinking about, you know, we're, as we also beginning our, our Sikhot prayers, in our Avinu Malkino prayers, right, we say, Avinu Malkino, Kadvenu B'Sefer Chaim Tovim, of course, we want to be inscribed uh, for a good year, but we also say, Kadvenu B'Sefer Ligula Vishua, right, that we should be inscribed in a book of redemption and deliverance. And we're able to say that we have actually participated in deliverance and redemption, uh, and God willing, we'll have the zuchut, the merit, the privilege to do that again in the coming year. Eric, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, especially just days after this momentous trip and journey. We wish you the best, and of course, to the olim that have come and continue to come and are in Israel now, one day at a time, to, to just the best on this journey that is, is uh, not without its challenges, but we are just all rejoicing with them that they've finally reached this, this dream they've had for so many years and hope that all those who are waiting in Gondar still will be able to have that same opportunity. Thank, thank you, Tisha. Thanks so much for doing this story. 
and Shana Tova to you. Shana Tova. Eric Fingerhut is CEO and President of the Jewish Federations of North America. We thank him so much for his time. Many thanks also, of course, to our Director Sloan Copeland, Managing Director Dara Golub, our Technical Manager Michael Paley, Transmissions Manager John McDeffitt, and to our Producer Carol Lilienthal. And thank you for watching In the News.